This podcast contains adult language and mature themes, which may not be suitable for all listeners. So listen at your own fucking risk. Welcome to Essential NPCs, the podcast where we sample some of the best and possibly some of the worst tabletop RPGs. I'm Tommy. And I'm Addie. And you're listening to Series 7, Episode 9, Black Ice. And let's start it off with some announcements. We have one very exciting announcement for you. We are doing a giveaway! Burr, 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 burr. Uh, we have a whole boatload of 7C RPG books. We want to give one of them away to one lucky listener. So, first step is first, you need to enter the contest, which requires you to follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Which you already do, I'm sure. Of course. Uh, but if you don't, we are at Essential NPCs on both. Next, uh, tag us with your favorite moment from Series 7. The thing in 7C that just makes your heart swell or makes you let out a big old guffaw. Um, whatever you loved best so far about the series, let us know. Tag us on social media at Essential NPCs. And then in two weeks, uh, we will let you guys know who's won. So get on that pretty quick so you don't miss out the chance to win any currently published 7C book. So that means the cutoff for this giveaway is Monday, March 19th. And then on the 20th of March, we will announce in words with the GM who wins a book. Uh, and then we will message you and ask you which book you like. But it's not just the book. It's the book signed by the cast. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Sean Ford, Nick Gajeri, myself, Seth Lilly, and Addie Gia will all sign that book. And, you know, you can see that every time you open up the book to look at the rules. The second announcement, which is a little less exciting, is that we have social media and Patreon. So if you guys love the stuff that we're putting out there for you, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter or Instagram. Um, and also, if you really love us and you want us to keep the podcast going, support us on Patreon, either in a one-time donation or every month. Uh, it helps us a whole lot in bringing uh, the content that we love to you. And with that, I believe it is time to move on to Words with the GM. Hi. Hello, GM. Hi. This Words with the GM Hi. is about Series 7, Episode 8, Words of Wisdom. God, I love that episode. <laughs> <laughs> it was a ton of fun to play and hopefully a ton of fun to listen to. One thing that I found uh, really, really fun was how much tension there was when the Bernoulli ship was like giving us an inspection, which I still don't to this day know whether or not it was like a legit inspection or one where they were trying to like suss us out and like give us the third degree. I don't know. All I know is that I was nervous during the entire time. Dramatic tension. And 7C is just ripe for creating that. Um, as a GM, tension is like the thing that I love the most and also find pretty difficult to actually implement because you're playing heroes in in, in pretty much every system or at least uh, extraordinary people. And so as extraordinary people, it's you're, you're, you're built to succeed 
literally. Um, and so creating tension is uh, the thing that keeps a game interesting. And uh, luckily with 7C, dramatic sequences really help with that. Yeah, it actually takes a little bit of effort from both sides for tension to be able to be built during an RPG session because not only does the GM have to attempt to implement tension through, well, in the case of 7C, any dramatic sequence usually lends itself towards a certain amount of tension. Um, but also the players have to be on board for that uh, because more often than not in other systems, you might see some tension starts to break out because the GM's like, and then someone's walking this way. And then it's like Dungeons and Dragons, right? So uh, the players are like, oh, we jump out and attack them. <laughs> Surprise round, motherfuckers. <laughs> and, and the tension is immediately broken because the players have so much agency and power that they're able to kind of charge headfirst into threats uh, without much fear of ramification. Uh, and in 7C, you have the tool of dramatic scenes to kind of give the players the uh, the element of tension because they may have too few raises to apply them to all of the different consequences that have been presented. And then they have the tension of trying to decide what is the most important thing for them to succeed at and fearing the consequences of what they didn't spend raises on. Yeah. And um, I, since it is a trouble spot for me personally, have sort of a, a tried and true method. The There are a couple of golden rules of... Um, how to create tension for your players. The the first one that I try to do if I'm trying to create tension is keep the motives of whomever the players are going up against a secret. If uh, somebody seems like a good guy but is being really shady or someone seems like a bad guy but is doing something that seems potentially good or the players can't tell if the, if somebody is good or bad, um, that's going to create a lot of tension because they're not going to know if they can trust what they're doing will be safe or secret or some combination they're in. As a GM, one of the, the easiest ways to kind of give that impression across to your players is tell them they get that impression. It's an often unused trick as a GM to say, you feel as though this man isn't trustworthy or you feel as though he is hiding something. A lot of times in systems, they have like things you can roll to kind of get those impressions. And it's not very common for players to ask for those roles. And one of the things players will often do is then ask, Oh, could I, could I tell, can I tell if he's lying? Da, da, da. And uh, you've already given them the information that they would learn. And you can tell them that, and then they've got to find other ways of getting the information, um, which also presents a nice problem for your players to solve as well. Yeah. So hopefully this will help you create some uh, moments of tensions in your game or figure out what your GM is doing to, to create tension in your game. But let's talk about favorite moments. What was yours? I'm taking the easy out on favorite moments mm -hmm. and choosing the one that is very obviously, I don't know, maybe objectively the best moment of the whole episode. <laughs> and it's that whole arc with Seth and that dude's cravat. Seth's like, I'm going to be like intimidating and weird and like a weird mystical person. Uh, and and I all of that, I think, stemmed from you as the GM say, giving him a consequence that was you need to balance being 
too mean and not so mean so that they're not like they don't react to your intimidation with a, like a negative result. You have to like balance your intimidation out. Mm-hmm. And and he did. He did in the most creative way that I don't think anyone else would have come up with. Yeah, I uh, I was flabbergasted. <laughs> so like when when the other like ship's crew were, were like, I don't know what to do. It's because me as Addy was also like, I don't know how would I react? I just what? I guess yes. I don't. I don't know. That's a testament to how well it would work in both real life and in fiction. Uh, but what about you? What was your favorite part? Uh, my favorite part was uh, your guys's discovery uh, after carrying around uh, the Draconizen uh, and your reaction to finding out that you had been carrying around like priceless artifacts for so long, and like Kirill, you know, at the end, like standing on the back of the boat, being like, "Why." Um, that kind of stuff was great for me as a GM because like, you know, there's no identify spell here. It's like, you guys have to figure out how to figure out what you have. And, um, and I was really, really happy with that reveal. Yeah, that was great. That was a good, like long, slow burn. It was like in episode two or three that we found, that we (laughs) found these bags and then Kirill left one behind. He almost gave the other one away. I know. He almost offered it to, uh, the crew of the Caligula and instead we gave them a uh, whale blubber and it's great. Nick does a great job playing the pirate angle with Captain Kirill. I love it. But I believe that is enough uh, chatter for today. We actually ended the last episode on a bit of a cliffhanger as the iceberg was shot at by a cannon. <laughs> and I really want to see how that plays out. So uh, let's move on into series seven. Episode 9, Black Ice. Enjoy. I am Bastion Corazon. I hail from the Castilian city of Odysseus, home of the duelist tournament known as the Festival of Swords. Watching swordmasters all over the world compete inspired me at a very young age to take up the blade. Once I was old enough, I joined the Explorer Society as a means to travel to Avalon and study under the masters of the Skaldas Klisa style. However, earning entry to the Duelist Guild was not enough for me. I have spent nearly two decades since traveling the world, testing my blade against masters and villains alike. Most recently, I have found myself aboard a pirate ship, accompanying a man I consider a brother, Goodbrand Strandbella, on his journey to Numa to uncover lost artifacts. One day I hope to truly master the way of the sword, unlock his secrets, and eventually settle down and found a Duelist Academy to teach a style of my own making. Until then, I will continue to travel the world and learn what I can the way I know best. Crossing blades with skilled duelists brave enough to face me. Good friend Strandavella, and it is very good to meet you. Please don't be too alarmed from my appearance. I am a Skald Vala, a keeper of runes, a finder of lore, a protector of the legacy of Vestan Manavanyar. This may seem like a lofty title, but I promise modern Vestans appreciate far more the achievements of their fighters and their merchants. With the founder of a notable merchant's guild for a father and a mother whose dueling skills are renowned across Thea, I have quite a bit to live up to. 
Nothing made this more clear than my parents' obvious adoration of Bastian. Today I call him brother, but when my mother first took him into our home for training, I admit my jealousy of his easy demeanor and obvious skill with the weapon. It was this skill that cemented us as a team, working for our respective societies. For the first time, he has taken me away from my home country on a path that may lead me to the fabled 13th rune, and with it, the immortality of my name. Ahoy, I am Captain Kirill Tikpentimovich, strongest man in there. <laughs> you believe? <laughs> Maybe strongest. Who is to say? My past is unimportant. Now, I am captain of the iceberg. She is a very good vessel, silent as the grave, and sturdy enough to sail in dangerous waters others won't follow. Excellent for smuggling. I make certain modifications myself after I steal her from Atabian Trading Company, not Kill's biggest fans. About two years ago, I am finding Stowe, uh, who is nephew of Vodachi Merchant Prince, a man who hires me to smuggle relics. The boy is young, but sharp as tattoo needle. He pays Kirill well to pocket artifacts he likes uh, before they are reaching uncle, and so we are in business. However, coin is not enough. Everyone I am allowed to sailing on the iceberg has their uses. <laughs> Matteo di Caligari, at your service. You may have heard of me. Certainly my uncle is a merchant prince of Odachi, but I am constructing a legacy of my own as a renowned archaeologist for the Explorer's Society. Ever since I was a boy, I have loved to watch my uncle's smugglers deliver ancient artifacts from all over the world. As I matured, I loved even more to skim a few off the top for my own personal study. At thirteen, my uncle took notice of my mental, if not material, acquisitiveness and sent me to University and Lyceum in Castile, from which I graduated in a prodigious two years, making only minimal enemies in the process. After the completion of my studies, instead of returning home on Capitano Kirill's vessel, I stowed away to sail straight to the source of my desires, the occult ruins of the mysterious Sirna. By age 16, our mutually profitable arrangement brought us to Vestin Minavignar, where the Explorer Society connected us with the duelist Bastian, the Valas called Gudbrand, and a lead that would change the course of our fates forever. The last time we left our heroes, they had successfully escaped the Bernoulli waters with a bribery gambit supported uh, with some very intense acting along the way. They're on their way to Castile to bring Bastian to the Festival de las Espadas, which is the Festival of Swords that is held every year in Bastian's hometown of Odysseus. They were happily sailing and uh, being entertained by Bastian's practice duels with some of the crew when a loud thundering uh, shook the night and general quarters were sounded. And that's where we pick up now. They will bring her about. Who is firing on the iceberg? 
Uh, yeah, it's dark. Um, it takes a little while to see in the sort of post-storm haze that there is, in fact, a uh, galleon um, on the horizon heading towards the, um, the iceberg. We'll enter into an action sequence. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That makes sense. What are your approaches? How close is this ship? It's actually pretty far. It will close the gap quickly, though. It's moving. It's rather fast. Um, Goodbrand is going to assist with the cannoneers. That would be below decks. Is that correct? Uh, I believe they are on deck because uh, below decks is covered by the iron sights. Sure, absolutely. He'll be uh, there to help run the guns. So uh, you'll be rolling brawn and aim. Cannons are very... Very heavy and hard to point. <laughs> Bastion will be uh, uh, getting in position. Uh, this, this ship seems to be faster than the iceberg, yes? Is going to close the gap soon. Uh, when he does, I will be part of the boarding party or the counter-boarding party, whichever comes first. Okay. Uh, you can go ahead and do finesse and weaponry. It was kind of these people to wait until I was in full dueling attire. <laughs> <laughs> Matteo will make eye contact with Anna, the ship's doctor. Uh, we have practiced this many times before. Uh, we are going to um, tend to the wounded and uh, run back, run back and forth on the ships and do everything we can to uh, mitigate damage to the ship and the crew. This is a good plan, for Captain Kirill is going to take the helm, turn the ship around, and ram our pursuers. <laughs> uh, okay, so, Matteo, you can roll wits and sailing. And, uh, Captain, you're crashing your ship into another one. It's 100% resolve and sailing. <laughs> this is fine. Is anyone spending a hero point? Captain Kiro is going to activate advantage. Oh, Captain, my Captain, uh, to give everyone else plus three dice. Okay, let's roll. That is four raises with one remainder. Uh, Matteo? Three raises. Kiro? Yes, six with one remainder. Uh, Bastian? Uh, Given the adrenaline rush of... Uh, being mid or at the right end of a, of a very good duel right before this fight happened, I was spurred to action immediately. I have 12 raises. Okay. Um, who boy? Uh, Bastian, you have the initiative. Uh, could you, uh, what is the state of the battle as, uh, as I am able to act? Uh, it looks like they are reloading the cannons, uh, and preparing to fire again as your captain brings the ship about. Okay. Uh, well, I will, uh, uh, spend a, uh, raise, uh, as I run to the, uh, front of the ship, um, uh, kind of grabbing onto the ropes and standing on the banisters so that I may jump onto the enemy ship as soon as possible or counter people jumping onto our ship. Uh, and I will shout back to the Capitan, uh, try to be his eyes uh, with the better vantage point being right there on the, uh, on the masthead. And uh, I will give him the opportunity to do extra damage when he hits the enemy ship. Or less damage, whatever he's in, in, intending to do. Okay, you still have the initiative. I will then uh, create an opportunity for myself. Uh, seeing I have the time to get in the opportune position, uh, I will uh, climb up the rigging. Uh, a little more so that I may find a good rope with enough length that I may swing into the center 
of the uh, the enemy sheep uh, that I may be able to pick my landing spot after we get close enough uh, that I don't have to land in a disadvantageous position. Okay. Bastian, you actually have the initiative until you have seven raises left. Okay. Uh, I will use um, uh, another race, uh, scanning the enemy sheep. Uh, having given some recommendations to the captain, I will now give some recommendations to Goodbrand uh, for where to shoot. Uh, see if there are any weak points. Um, so I will I will give him a, a scan of the sheep. Uh, sure. Having analyzed sort of the situation as best you can, there's um, their cannons are reset recessed below deck, um, as this is a very large ship with uh, two masts. Um, if he can fire a, a chain uh, at the masts, that would be really good. Also, um, uh, the rudder is not quite in view, but if he, if it was aimed correctly, a cannon could go through and disable the rudder so they wouldn't be able to turn, spill some of the cargo, or start just to have their ship taking on water. Now you shout that down to Ubran so he knows. And then I will spend two raises uh, to improvise. Uh, since I am up in the rigging, uh, and the tops crew is no doubt up here as well, uh, tending to the sails, uh, trying to uh, either close them or, or lower them entirely uh, to uh, make it so they take less damage during the fight, uh, I will assist with that so that they can finish their job and uh, help with the actual fighting as quickly as possible. Uh, sure. So in, uh, you effectively um, strengthen the brute squads um, uh, to their full might um, with shooting and with uh, the boarding party. So, uh, yeah, you, you climb up there and you help the tops um, drop the mainsail uh, and, uh, and pull the sheets and then swing back down to your perch. And at that, I am at seven races. Um, the, the other ship's captain yells something and, uh, the main guns fire, uh, packed with grape shot, which will, uh, shoot anyone on board. If those of you on board don't spend raises to negate that shot, it will, um, injure the crew before it injures you. Oh, this is literally what I am doing right now. So I'll be like, oh, it's a grape shot. Everybody get down. Uh, I uh, spent one race through that, yes? Yes. Okay. The grape shot um, beats into the side of the ship and then also uh, the railing and the mast. Uh, but everyone, luckily, uh, was warned by Mateo's quick thinking as he's like, oh, I recognize that explosion type out of that gun. I've read all about that. <laughs> And everyone ducks and is able to avoid it. Uh, their ship actually comes about, and uh, the front-loaded cannons are fired again, which will damage the the iceberg itself. So the iceberg takes a dramatic wound, uh, and it'll also take two wounds. Uh, Bastian. Uh, with him having come about, uh, do I have enough room to, from my position uh, and the momentum of Captain Kiro's impending ram? Uh, am I able to uh, swing aboard? Yes. Then I will spend a race uh, to take advantage of my opportunity and land in what seems to be the most advantageous position. I will spend a race uh, and I will grab the rope I had picked and swing from the uh, sails so that I uh, am 
in in midair during the ramp, uh, taking advantage of my opportunity I had made uh, to uh, be able to pick where I land. And I uh, I swing, and hopefully Capitan Carroll's ram will hit where I expect it to, and I will be able to land exactly where I want. Great. Yeah, you look awesome (laughs) as you uh, pick your rope and you literally swing from the cross over to uh, the enemy galleon in fine form. Um, Captain Carroll, it's your turn. Uh, Riding. uh, This is the ship is turned towards us, which is perfect. We are head to head at the moment. I ride a small wave in front of opposing ship so that we can ram heavily armored forepeak into kill. Uh, I activate the opportunity that Bastion provided for extra damage as we ram a heavily armored front of ship into opposing. I use four raises and the opportunity for this. All right. The ships like crash into each other. The other ship uh, seems to see exactly what you're doing at the last moment and pulls to starboard just a little bit so that it isn't quite so dramatic a hit. I yell, Iceberg! Black Ice Maneuver! And uh, use uh, activate Virtue of Commanding for hero point to all other heroes. Okay, so uh, let's see who's up. Astian. Uh, hearing the Capitan uh, shout out Black Ice Maneuver as I uh, swing aboard, I will pick to land uh, in the position that will get me closest to be able to go uh, below decks. Uh, sure, you can land right um, right at the doors uh, to down below, um, right, uh, right on the main deck. Right, as soon as I do, I draw my blade. And I uh, open the, I shoulder open the door, and I head below decks, uh, trying to find where the cargo hold is. Uh, I do not know if I run into anybody on the way. So you've bypassed the fighters, really. There isn't anybody ahead of you at the moment. Uh, that is okay. Uh, if they are following me, I will. Uh, I will turn to fight them. Okay. Uh, uh, securing this area. Uh, if, if they see me land and start to go in, uh, I will probably use the door as a choke point and, and, uh, and secure the path down to the cargo hold as best I can. Uh, how, how many uh, people are coming to fight me? Seven. Seven? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I will spend the raise to slash at them, uh, catch one of their blades upwards uh, to push one of them into the others that they open themselves up and in uh, four quick slashes of my blade I will take down four of them yeah they'll spend they'll spend raises um, they the three of those four uh, slashes are, are not quite deftly parried as this is not the proper form but sort of like brute force block your blade as you as you um, are fighting in a doorway and have less movement at the moment sure and so only one of them goes down yeah the captain gives the word um, to run out the the hooks and 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 the grapples to to pull the ships aside. Uh, so Gutbrand and Bastian, you are at uh, count five. Is the is the crew starting to gather uh, to cross over onto our ship? Or are they just pulling us over aside so that they can fire into us with the cannons? So they've sent the like poles with hooks on them to to hook onto your ship and pull uh, you alongside. So they would certainly be able to shoot the main gun with the with the, the or the swivel guns with more grape shot if they wanted. Certainly. Since I am at the the aft cannon, we've finally gotten it loaded and we've uh, run the gun to the rail and uh, um, we're 
resetting it to kind of fire uh, down the ship as much as possible, the most acute angle we can get, and I'll spend a raise to uh, fire at the crew members down that rail. Okay. So are you, you're firing at the crew members and not their ship? Yes. It's a, more of a disrupting maneuver than it is for damaging the ship. Okay. Um, yeah, of the five of them that you can get in an angle, three of them duck in time. Sure. Uh, and two are obliterated, or at least knocked to the side. You can't really see. Sure. Um, but definitely out of the fight. Yes. Um, two is better than none. Yes. Okay. Bastian? Um, so um, is six people left fighting me, yes? Yes. Uh, I will move around. Uh, stepping uh, over the man who, or the man or woman who I had felled, uh, I will shoulder uh, one of them, pushing them away with the handle of my blade. Uh, bashing this group of uh, fighters uh, that deals one wound, so if they do not prevent it, that one goes down uh, and falls into the others uh, to kind of disrupt them and make them a little uh, uh, a little disoriented. Um, and that will uh, make it so they deal four less wounds uh, next time they deal wounds. And, uh, and I will step, uh, as I step over, I will uh, try to draw their attention away from the door I was trying to go into, kind of stepping a little, uh, a little past them and around them uh, so that their attention is focused elsewhere while the door is open. Uh, yeah, you, you are able to do that. You are a master duelist, and these are pirates. Uh, you're easily, especially with your mo- most recent practice of... Um, <laughs> fighting pirates, uh, you you deftly sort of like duck under their blade and then like step over another swing and bash them in the in face with their pommel. One goes down and falls on the others and, you, and you're able to like um, swoop around so their attention is definitely still on you and not on that door that you're trying to open up for whatever reason. Uh, and I, I am keeping an eye out for the one who seems to fight with the style closest to Sophie's. I do not want to get another nick in my chest. Sure. Oh, also, uh, your boarding party is also uh, at five, Captain. Excellent. They have prepared. Captain Kirill does not have stomach for piracy, but when pirates come to Captain Kirill, <laughs> it would be rude to refuse his bounty. Brute Squad uh, climbs over to other ship and begins to engage on their deck. Okay. Who are they fighting? Uh, opposing Brute Squad, I assume. Okay. Over the 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 railings, um, the other brute squad is um, is isn't quite prepared as they pull the hooks in, and uh, the boarding party of the iceberg just like swings on over them and attacks them from behind, and only one one very shrewd hooksman is able to avoid just being slaughtered. <laughs> <laughs> Other Calibri, maybe maybe back off a little. <laughs> okay, so the captain is now going to go and seeing his brute squad decimated um, by some unfair fighting, he's going to come down off the off the deck, uh, off the top deck, and um, engage uh, with uh, the boarding party. Oh no! So uh, the the captain. Uh, walks down and just as he does, he slashes through uh, all of um, all of your brute squad. Uh, unless you want to spend any raises to stop that from happening. Uh, endurance is key. They will use two of their four raises to prevent damage. Uh, okay, uh, who falls? Uh, Pietro is incapacitated. 
and I think uh, uh, Sophie, uh, weary from duel with Bastion, uh, also does not defend herself as well. Okay. Bastion, from behind you uh, comes a group of six um, coming up from the decks. Okay. So uh, they are going to attack you twice. Oh, no. <laughs> and they are going to use um, uh, two of their raises to do so. How much damage is that? That's, uh, there's six, so it would be 12. Oh. Uh, from the tops actually swings a group of nine onto the iceberg. And they land, um, and uh, one of them uh, picks up lock them in grip under uh, each arm and uh, jumps back onto the other ship. So they weaken themselves to kidnap lock them in grip? Yep. They will pay for this. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then they will um, come over uh, and uh, attack uh, you, Gutbrand. Sure. And they'll do nine damage. Uh, I'll spend one raise to defend myself. Okay, so you take eight wounds. They. Uh, uh, what are they attacking me with? Assorted weaponry of, of like cutlasses and other piratey things, a whip, I think, <laughs> cracks in the distance. One pokes you with a very pointy stick. Um, Ow, stop that. Ow. They, they must be hired hands, I think. Uh, some of it catches your robes and some of it catch, like, like doesn't actually cut you, but sort of like sends you reeling backwards. So there is a good, like one good slash that happens. Ah, not my robe. You can cut me, but don't cut my robe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Bastian. Uh, okay, so um, there's six people who just ambushed me and uh, attacked me. And then how many people were fighting me at the door who are still standing? Five. Okay, I will use uh, the advantage Flawless Execution uh, to repost against the six that have ambushed me, uh, reducing the wounds they deal by four uh, and dealing four wounds to them. Uh, so I will, uh, I will, as best I can, uh, knock away their swords and, uh, and take down a few of them, uh, while knowing that I will have to allow myself to be hurt a considerable amount to do so. Um, and then I will, uh, do flawless execution again, spending another hero point, uh, to, uh, after I've fought them and kind of rebuffed their attack and gotten them in front of me, the... Uh, the five who I was fighting at the door, uh, who I've just turned my back to, are obviously going to be trying to come and uh, take advantage of, of me turning on them to fight these six. Uh, so I will do a backflip over them, uh, doing a salmon leap uh, to uh, cut at them, dealing three more wounds to them, uh, and landing behind them. And then I will uh, turn and rush away from the remain, remaining brutes standing uh, and ho they hopefully will follow me as I move to assist our boarding party uh, engaging with the Capitan who is uh, uh, swinging down to attack other Calibri and I will uh, uh, catch the blade with mine, shoving it back and turning the Capitan's attention to me uh, and I will spend a raise uh, to apply pressure to the Capitan uh, to uh, fight me, and if he was, if he wants to fight anyone but me, he's going to have to spend an additional raise. And I will use my final hero point to use the advantage insistent, and the Capitan will be under this pressure for the rest of this round, not just his next action. 
and I will try to position myself, uh, my fight with the Capitan in a way that our boarding party can disengage from him and maybe clean up the remaining uh, brutes I left uh, nearby the door towards the ca- uh, the cargo hold. So uh, the enemy captain, Gutbrand, Bastian, uh, the Iceberg's boarding party, and the onboard crew of the Iceberg are all at three, so the enemy captain gets to go first, and uh, he will go with the pressure of uh, Bastian, who is standing in front of him. He's going to uh, bash you, Bastian, um, trying to get you out of the way so he can get to the rest of the boarding party. And the next time I deal wounds, I will deal how many less? What is his rank in weaponry? Four. Four? I deal four less wounds? Mm-hmm. Uh, Gutbrand, uh, Bastian, uh, and the two uh, iceberg brute squads hanging out at three. Uh, mine is simple. The captain, the capitan will uh, smack me away. The enemy capitan will smack me away, uh, and I will uh, return the blow, uh, bashing him as well. I do not deal any wounds uh, because he had just bashed me, uh, but it's more like he hits me and I manage to, with my free hand, grab his sleeve and pull him in and bash him. <laughs> Got it. So he will deal four less wounds next time he hits me. Okay. Um, right. Surrounded by nine people, um, I've kind of been knocked off of my feet, so uh, I'm going to kind of uh, shove their legs aside, crawling uh, like... Uh, like a like a child at a party, kind of, <laughs> uh, and just kind of push my way through to the other side of the cannon and and pull it around so that it is facing the the ship over the other side of the uh, over the other side of our ship. Uh, yeah. So you um, in in the grand melee of these eight people who are all swinging at you, you fall down and they fail to realize in, in the ver- in the heat of the moment that you have crawled between their legs and uh, run to the port side cannon and turned it around, uh, aiming it with all your might uh, towards the other, uh, towards the enemy ship. Uh, so that leaves the boarding party and the um, onboard crew of the iceberg. A boarding party will use the rest of the raises to continue uh, engaging brute squad on deck of other ship, uh, any who are still standing. So as Bastion runs over to um, engage with the enemy captain, uh, he f- brings with him many foes uh, following just behind. Uh, and um, your, cr- uh, your crew, seeing this, taking advantage, goes head-to-head with... Uh, with these pirates. And um, this group of pirates following Bastion um, are absolutely uh, flanked and taken out of the game. A non-combatant group will create opportunity uh, for Matteo uh, as he is part of the same plan. Uh, Abbe is okay swordsman, not great, Uh, but she will attempt to clear safe path for non-combatants to enemy ship. Uh, yeah, totally. She does. Mateo, you have that opportunity. Who is with me in the non-combatants now that Lockham and Grep are tame? With you is uh, Anna, the doctor, and Ulf, the purser. Uh, and Abe is keeping watch. Perfect. Everyone is a two, so the captain gets to go. He uh, raises his sword to uh, slash at you and then instead pulls back at the last moment and you um, fainting as you are... 
uh, taken in uh, in your wounded state. So the next time he deals with me, he will deal an additional wound. So then uh, the group following uh, Bastion that had um, ambushed him from behind uh, sees um, the crew of the iceberg uh, surprising their compatriots and uh, attacks the boarding party of the iceberg and they will do six wounds. Yes, iceberg will spend two raises to only take uh, four wounds. And that means that this boarding party of five is now a boarding party of one. Who is still standing? Brenna is very capable. (laughs) And then um, the um, boarding party that had been attacking Gutbrand now turns on you, uh, Captain Kirill, and will attack you for eight. Those are all the foes. Um, So now... Uh, Gutbrand, Bastian, Mateo, Captain Kirill, and um, the on onboard crew of the iceberg all have two raises. All right, so the um, the ship's crew and I, uh, we are actually going to board the other ship. Uh, I will spend one raise to take advantage of the clear path, the opportunity that was made for me as we jump over the railings and I uh, wave them forward. Um, uh, silently kind of taking control of this small elite team. <laughs> and um, with uh, my other rays, I would like to create an opportunity for them as we head downstairs uh, into the uh, below decks, into the, uh, into the hold that Bastion had indicated to me earlier. And uh, using, since my approach here is wits and sailing, I think I'm going to be pointing out to them uh, uh, cannons, 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 back here, cargo bay. I need uh, gunpowder, a fuse, and flint and steel as soon as possible. And I'm going to run into the cargo hold. Okay, yeah, you can make it. Yeah, and I, I just spend my race to create that opportunity to, for them so they can bring me those things. Sure. Uh, they will spend uh, a race plus opportunity to bring Mateo these things in cargo hold. You are brought these things in the cargo hold, Mateo. Uh, well, fight is about to end on iceberg. I uh, uh, reckless take down all eight of these brutes and take the rheumatic wound. Uh, so they have just attacked Kirill, who is, not, you know, not curled up in ball, but a little withdrawn, uh, taking many slashes and pokes and pins of tiny, meager swords. Uh, when uh, finally Kirill feels uh, ready, feels everyone is within range, he quickly opens up uh, like beautiful ocean flower. <laughs> Uh, starboard and port, he port his two fists clenched uh, <laughs> and spins like uh, tempest cyclone, uh, knocking all eight brutes off of ship. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is exactly what happens. <laughs> so you still have two uh, raises, if you like. Yes, uh, it will... Use raise uh, to create opportunity for good brand uh, advice on how to quickly load and where to aim uh, next cannon. Okay, so uh, good brand and Bastian, you are still at two. Good brand uh, has gotten to the cannon. He has aimed it. Um, he watches Captain Kirill do his ferocious tornado of fists, uh, and. Uh, um, 
somehow, even after that incredible feat of strength, he still has the energy to tell me uh, the best place to hit the mast and uh, which which shot I should use. And so I, uh, the the cannon has already been set and packed with powder. And so I grab the uh, chain shots from the munitions barrel. Uh, I stuff it down the the uh, hole of the cannon. And I wait for just the perfect wave to tilt the ship away from ours uh, before I fire uh, the cannon and use both Captain Kirill's and um, Bastian's opportunity to hopefully demast the ship. Yeah, uh, so as you do, the chain shot flies true uh, and the mast, just as you were hoping, um, snaps and falls uh, to the far side of that sh- of the enemy ship. Just... Thank goodness I was only about 70% sure it would fall that way. <laughs> <laughs> Bastian. Since I am uh, incredibly wounded, uh, I am falling for the feint that the Capitan has given me. He has, he has raised his sword uh, in, a, in a fashion as if he is going to sl- uh, stab... Uh, at my upper body, so I duck down and uh, slash along his legs uh, to deal four wounds. Okay. Uh, And he uh, returns with a slash of his own, uh, dealing an additional wound. For a total of... Five. Everybody's down to one raise. The captain's actually already spent his raise on you, uh, returning fire, basically. Oh, perfect. Uh, in, in that case, if it is okay with everyone, I'm just going to spend my raise to parry his slash. <laughs> uh, and and uh, uh, I realized just at the last moment as I slash across his legs that he is actually uh, dropping his sword down to cut upwards. Uh, and I angle my slash in a way that I can follow through and catch his blade just before it gets to me, making it so he only deals one wound to me. The ones who uh, just attacked... The boarding party, which is now just comprised of Brenna, um, will uh, continue to engage her. um, And she will take, they will spend their last rays to give her six wounds. Uh, Then the non-combatant group will, uh, again, create opportunity for Mateo by putting all supplies he requires exactly where he tells them to. Uh, So keep track of that opportunity, Mateo, as they just lump everything you list right next to you in very clean and organized piles. Uh, so, Captain Kirill, you are the last to act in this round. Captain Kirill will board other ship with Rays. Loudly. <laughs> <laughs> you are great at jumping from one ship to another. You've done it before. It totally counts as sailing. Why not? Never seen a big man look so graceful. He <laughs> leaps like a gazelle. He did not even use a rope. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Approaches and we roll again. Uh, Kirill is going to engage enemy captain directly. So that's uh, uh, Brawl and Brawn, and you have your flare. I'm just going to be doing some rudimentary chemistry over here, um, blowing a hole in the side of the ship and completing Operation Black Ice by uh, pushing their cargo into the sea where we can scoop it. This is. Um, Resolve and convince. You're handling heavy explosives. It might. It's some knowledge, but also. No, this is not. This is not knowledge. No, you're right. This is. This is. This is a force of will at this point. This is. You're way out of your comfort zone. Uh, Gutbrand. 
good friend uh, has watched the mast fall into the ocean. As his eyes follow it down, he notices that Bastian is incredibly injured. Um, and so Bastian uh, wants to go to the other ship, hopefully hail Bastian a little bit and get him back onto the iceberg. Uh, are you doing a, a general retrieval of the crew or just Bastian? Uh, right now, just Bastian. Uh, okay. If anyone could pull me from a fight, it would be Gudbrand. Gudbrand? I think that uh, finesse or brawn is completely fine, whether you're dip-dodging and ducking or just barreling through um, with your just large, tall self, or crawling, I suppose. Um, <laughs> and um, this, to me, is either warfare, sailing, or notice. Um, I am going to go with uh, finesse mm-hmm. and uh, sailing. Perfect, yeah. And Bastian? Um, uh, hearing uh, uh, my brother uh, shout out, uh, telling me to retreat, I, I you know, finally break from my concentration against the, capi- uh, the enemy capitan, and I turn and I see the situation, uh, and I swallow my pride. Uh, and I am going to disengage from the Capitan, letting uh, Capitan Kirill finish the job. Uh, and I will uh, immediately run uh, towards the following crew members on the enemy ship. Uh, and I will try to get them back over to the iceberg uh, so that we may depart uh, without anyone lost. I'm, uh, I'm like picking them up and like tossing them to good brand. Oh, okay. So you can roll brawn or resolve um, because you're working through your wounds. Um, and athletics or sailing? I will go with brawn. It's definitely going to be athletics. <laughs> uh, and everybody's doing a new thing, so everybody gets flair. Uh, this is the time to spend hero points. Uh, Mateo is going to spend one hero point to aid uh, the. Uh, the uh, ship's party that he is commanding um, to give them four bonus dice. Let's roll. Good Brent has four raises and one remainder. Bastian? Uh, Bastian has six. Uh, Mateo? Mateo also has six with one remainder. Kirill has seven with no remainders. Uh, Brenna? Brenna has three. And... uh, uh, below deck's crew has four. Um, so uh, the enemy captain gets to go first. And uh, he, uh, with Kirill landing on the deck right in front of him. Shaking whole ship. Shaking the whole ship. Um, and uh, he immediately um, t- uh, bashes uh, you to get him, uh, get you off of him, uh, Kirill. So he, you, uh, the next time that you deal wounds, uh, you deal four fewer wounds. Uh, I will apply pressure to Captain looming over him menacingly. Hit me again, little man. <laughs> uh, so you're applying pressure so that he focuses on you. Yeah. Great. With a real attack, not this bash bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, and so he does. Uh, he will uh, at six slash you uh, and you take four wounds. I'll spend four raises to prevent wounds uh, catching his sword in my bare hand 
and I will use the hero point to Wrecking Ball snap his sword in half. Oh! <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and the complete story. <laughs> so, uh, Bastian and Matteo, you are both at six. Uh, well, I will spend one race to take advantage of this opportunity, all these supplies lying right where I need them. I'm going to uh, set a bomb in the back of this... Uh, cargo hold. You do. Um, everything's all set. You're ready to go. And uh, Bastian. Looking over my shoulder and seeing the Capitan snap the enemy Capitan's sword, I'm very pleased with my decision. <laughs> and uh, I will rush over to the fallen crew members on the enemy ship. Uh, nearby where Brenna is fighting the uh, remaining crew of the enemy ship. And I will shout to uh, Brenna with a green, uh, quit playing around, it's time to go. Uh, and I will grab Sophie, and I will, uh, uh, when the ships rock together, I will lift her and toss her uh, over towards Goodbrand and the deck of the iceberg. Uh, Sophie is now safe. Uh, the captain gets to go. He yells out in a rage as he sees his favorite sword snapped, and... Um, clocks you one in the jaw, uh, Captain Kirill, and you take a wound. <laughs> Quite a reach you have. Yeah, he's pretty tall. He's not as tall as you or Gutbrand, but he's he's no... Um, he cuts his own imposing figure. Bastian and Matteo, you have uh, five? Having just tossed uh, uh, Sophie, uh, I will uh, uh, shoulder Daria up around me uh, and uh, toss her over to the iceberg as well. Uh, Daria is now safe. I will create an opportunity for uh, my crew, Olfana and Abe. Uh, I will tell them, go on, go uh, go back above decks and, and rescue the crew. I'll take it from here, I say, rubbing my hands together. And make sure we get this ship listing after I'm done. Uh, and I'll send them up to help uh, Bastian. Okay. So uh, the captain on his turn uh, reveals to you all the thing that you've already all known. He has no honor. And he um, uses his broken sword and stabs it into the air, seemingly ripping uh, the air. And uh, he steps through sort of a shimmer. I step aside. I uh, let him walk towards his coward portal. Uh, and I say, you attack crab, you get scuttled. <laughs> and with a little less gusto than he might have, he steps uh, into the shimmer um, and uh, it closes up behind him. I'm going to set this fuse to blow. <laughs> okay. What initiative count does it go off at? I will set this fuse um, to blow at initiative count two, uh, spend the rays to light it up and uh, get out of the way. <laughs> Bastian and Gutbrand, uh, and also the crew that is with Aunt, uh, Anna is, um, has reached uh, the uh, main deck. You are all at four. Um, Gutbrand has been catching crew members left and right, thrown by Bastian, and um, he thinks uh, perhaps it will be a little bit easier to get both him and the captain uh, a over to this side of the ship if they are a little bit healthier. So he um, pulls two of his uh, card-shaped uh, 
unleavened red kind of crackers and into them have been baked the runes for uh, the Stort Merka of Iron and the Letet Merka of Time and um, the effects of these are I apply a pressure to the two of them and if they act in line with it uh, they will heal wounds equal to their highest trait for the Letet it is they um, may take an action immediately spending raises as normal and uh, I hold them in, uh, in between my middle finger and thumb of both hands and snap them both, uh, spending two hero points and two actions to do so. Uh, what is the pressure you are applying? As I uh, break the runes invoking their magic, I say, you two, come back on board. It's time for us to leave. You are now at two raises as uh, the bread crackers sort of uh, crumble and the runes are destroyed. There's a uh, sort of like a breeze and a wash. And what do you choose to do? Uh, I see uh, Anna, Ulf, and Abby. Uh, and I say, come give me a hand with the rest of the crew. Uh, and I turn to Gubran and I'm like, I'm not setting foot on that until everyone else is aboard. And I will go against his order to get aboard the ship right now, uh, which will give me a hero point. If I choose to leave, can I do anything on the way off ship, like scoop up another... Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So it's a a raise per person, uh, but because uh, your approach was fighting, you'll have to spend an additional raise to rescue, to change your approach to rescue. Yeah, I spit at the remaining three brute squad people uh, of enemy, and I spend raise to change approach, spend rage to grab... Other Calibri, he is favorite Calibri. <laughs> uh, and the jump back to Iceberg. Okay. Other Calibri is now safe. Um, and as are you, Carol, as you land on the Iceberg. <clears throat> um, and for my action, uh, I really, in fact, uh, knowing that Ulf, Anna, and Abby can get... Uh, we'll be able to get the remaining three downed crew members. I will uh, improvise, uh, and I will uh, take up arms alongside Brenna, drawing my sword, and I will perform a slash maneuver uh, to deal four wounds, striking down the three remaining enemy crew members, unless they spend raises to prevent it. Two of the three are slain, and the last one deflects your sword at the last moment. And they spend all their raises. And you are at three? Uh, no, I had to improvise, so I'm at two. You're, you are, you're at two? Yeah. The uh, Brute Squad, Honest Squad. Oh, yes. Honest Squad. Saboteur crew. They will uh, spend, they will spend all raises to retreat to Iceberg. How many, so that saves all of the rest of the downed crew members? Yes, I believe now the only people on the enemy ship at this moment is myself, Mateo, and Brenna, and uh, someone who has kidnapped Lockham and Grep, and uh, the person who is still squaring off against Brenna in combat. The one strength brute squad. Okay, uh, Mateo and uh, Brenna have three. Uh, I would like to create an opportunity for anyone on the ship to uh, pull uh, the ship we are hooked to, uh, to list it, to ideally pour out all these crates out of the hole uh, (laughs) by yelling, (laughs) letting everyone know uh, that there is about to be a hole in the cargo bay and yelling, fire in the hole! uh, Do you leave the ship? Uh, No, not yet. We still have two missing crew members. Okay. And uh, what does Brenna do? Uh, At Kirill's call, which is, uh, Brenna, finish it! She 
does something. Uh, yeah, she absolutely slays that last dude. Uh, and now everyone is at two, which means um, everyone who's on the ship takes eight wounds, including the ship. Everything is rocked. You lose your balance. You bash into things. You're holding sharp objects. The cannon flies across the deck. There's a million things that could happen as a result of a massive explosion under the decks that isn't. What is what is your position at the moment, Matteo? Uh, I am. I w- I ran outside the cargo bay and like basically hid by, like behind the threshold to the door. Okay. The door slams on you. Yeah. <laughs> Hearing the first uh, of the explosions and knowing there will immediately be more, uh, Kirill's crab tattoo glows. He crouches down, uses wave that is pushing uh, up on the iceberg at just the right moment for leverage and vaults onto deck of other ship, uh, preventing... The large barrels and splinters from hitting Bastion when he lands. <laughs> Thank you, Capitan. <laughs> so uh, the the boat is rocked literally uh, by this explosion, um, and splinters um, fly everywhere. Barrels roll um, across the deck. A cannon rolls uh, to the starboard side and off into the ocean never to be seen again except for by the devil Jonah and everyone on board takes um, a massive amount of damage except for uh, Bastian who is uh, completely protected by the captain's Mowu magic tattoo uh, and uh, and you cannot uh, win festival of swords if you are dead <laughs> and the ship slowly uh, is disabled and uh, begins pouring out cargo into the sea. So the scene is over unless someone is going to continue to attack the ship. There's literally no one left. <laughs> well, except for the guy who left the scene. Yes, I, I think uh, while, while Brenna gets back over the ship, judging by my, what Matteo is saying, I, I, he and I, before the ship completely sinks, we look for uh, any sign of Lockham and Grep in that person. Uh, sure. So you search seemingly everywhere. There is a lifeboat that is missing. It's gone. Um, mm. You are very close to Castile. It is not without reason that someone as large as the pirate who's, who who um, absconded with your crewmates uh, could be headed in that direction. You're not that far away from the uh, Vatican, uh city uh Island. Then in that case, I will uh, hop onto uh, the iceberg and help the crew haul up the cargo that uh, Matteo has liberated from this enemy ship. It is most definitely a pirate ship, yes? Yes, and this is a, a bounty. <laughs> Matteo, Matteo is, is sitting on one of the crates as it floats over <laughs> to the ship. Uh, as I reach down to pull Mateo up, I say, I thought you said that was going to be a controlled explosion. There is no such thing as a controlled explosion. You insisted, you said the word like three times. I will say anything to make you believe me. Mateo, I like it when you touch things. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we'll end our session. This podcast has been brought to you by ENPC Productions. All rights reserved. The Essential NPCs podcast is not affiliated with, endorsed, sponsored, or specifically approved by John Wick Presents. 7C is a trademark of John Wick Presents. 
For more information, go to www.johnwickpresents.com.